Hello everyone, I'm Pia and I'm Paula and, and welcome, welcome to Second Thoughts Pod. Alright, let's see if we still got it. This is a safe space for all of us to discuss any feelings, reactions, or situations that you guys might be second guessing. We're gonna have fun and it's gonna be great. So, what are you second guessing? Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode at Second Thoughts Pod. I'm Paula. And I'm Pia. I don't know if you guys can tell, but Sophia is feeling a little congested right now. So I'm give Ill. her a little shout out for still working and hustling and recording an episode. You know, I feel like now people are going to be able to decipher between our voices. <laughs> like decipher. I also feel like as, as if I sound sick too though, because I have been sick ever since I came back from Austin. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know if this is allergies or a cold or whatever. I honestly, I, I usually get like this when it starts to get cold. I mean, I just sound I'm, like sick and my throat hurts and I can't breathe out of my nose. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Do you think it was because of that weekend that you spent or that evening that you spent in that Airbnb, the open... Air Airbnb is that what it is? Well, I feel like I was like starting to get a little congested even before that. That probably made it worse, honestly. But it's getting colder, so I don't know the change in weather. Honestly, sometimes I like being sick because it gives me a valid excuse to just be a vegetable and not do anything. Yeah, is that a hot take? No, I love that too. But it's like I always think I'm like, dang, I really take for granted that I, that I breathe. I can breathe out uh, of my nose. Wait, you know? no, that's literally the joke where you and I have had glasses for years. Ever since we were like eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And I don't know when we started this joke that whoever never needs to have glasses or contacts, we're like, wow, what a privilege it must be to be able to wake up and see every morning. Yeah. Are you ever going to get LASIK? I want to. Yeah, I want to too. I'm just a little nervous about it because it's a open eye operation or it's an awake yeah. operation where you're very aware of everything that's happening to you. I'm looking it up right now. How much is LASIK surgery? It's like six grand. Is it? Yeah, that's nothing compared to... Other things. Oh, it says on <laughs> average, the cost of LASIK in Texas without insurance ranges from 2000 to 3000 per eye. Wait, wait, wait. Insurance wait. covers that? You have to look up without insurance because you don't huh? have insurance, right? Oh, yeah. I don't have insurance. No, actually, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm still under mom and dad for another year and then I'm off. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> wait, I just, I thought that you got it without insurance or that you've just been doing things without insurance no I just looked it up uh, how much is LASIK eye surgery and then like the little bold part says without in, in Texas okay, without okay. insurance I didn't look up without insurance oh okay I thought you were looking things up without insurance and I was like wow what an influencer thing to do yeah that is something that I need to look into purchasing I need to start shopping for insurance did you do your braces and Invisalign? What are they called? Invisalign with insurance or without? Without, without, because because mom kicked you off of her dental, right? She didn't. No, I I think it's because the dental only does like the ortho stuff once. You only get it like once. You don't have it multiple times. Mm. So I've already done it when I was younger, and, and I got messed up again. Yeah, apparently, like my well, I don't know if people know this, but. This year, I got Invisalign and I've been getting my teeth fixed. Yeah. Have you talked about that or no? Uh, I've talked about it like on Instagram and stuff like that. I always forget that you have bottom braces. The thing was with my old… Do- I don't really know why this happened, honestly. But so I had 
two, yeah, two top teeth removed when I was younger. And then I was supposed to get the bottom two taken out, but I, they just never took it out. So I always had like an awkward bite. My teeth were always like overcrowded. And I was always like, dang, I had braces and they took off my braces and my teeth were kind of like, okay, but it, my bite was still awkward. You had so, an underbite? Overbite? Yeah, it, it was, they called it a crossbite. Basically. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? So apparently I was supposed to, like the previous dentist I had when I was a kid, they were supposed to take out like the two because my bottom teeth were so overcrowded because they didn't take them out. And then now I'm actually getting the right treatment for it and like going the course that I was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just like, even my my orthos here, they were like, why did they take off your braces and was like, that's it for you <laughs> when that was not it for you? I was like, I don't know. That's how they so, scam you. Yeah. Sometimes I, I take it with a grain of salt and also, also, this might be one of the things that our parents has just messed up in our heads too. Is like, they're like, ah, you don't need to get your wisdom teeth removed. So I'm just like, I, you know, my parents didn't have to. I don't have to. Yeah. The entire population of America has to. But in my head, I'm like, oh, my parents said no. <laughs> they never had to, so I don't need to. Wait, you haven't gotten? I thought you did. No. And so every time they tell me, I don't know why this has been ingrained in me from, I don't know, mom and dad teaching me. It's just like, ah, yeah, they're lying to me. They they, It's not necessary. I don't actually need to take my wisdom teeth out. But I probably do need to take them out. So I need to get on that. Do they hurt? I, no, they don't. But maybe they're also triggering my migraines and my jaw pain. Oh, yeah. Because it's very easy for me to be like, oh, it's stress. Like, that's why I have jaw pain. It's stress. Yeah. But it could be the other way around. Did I get all four of mine now? Or just two? I don't know. I forget. I think I got all four. I was fucked up. I think you got all four taken out. Yeah. And you'd come over and you'd leave your little gross syringes in my bathroom. Nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like... Now I'm happy with kind of like the the Invisalign journey I'm going on. I think I should be done before the end of the year, honestly. But yeah, I'm excited. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It reminds me that I need to put on my retainers because I think I'm getting a little gap in between my two front teeth. Are you? Because my... <laughs> Do your... Um, I don't know. Your retainers not fit or you just don't wear them? I just don't wear them. Oh, okay. And I've had braces off for over eight years, so... They shouldn't be shifting, yeah. but... No, you have nice teeth. Yeah, I know, I do. Oh, period. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm, like, noticing that there's, like, a small gap. Like, not obviously not, like, you know, a toothy gap. Mm-hmm. But food gets stuck in there more often now. And I'm like, oh, why is that? <laughs> Probably because the gap is getting <laughs> a little bigger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. The- that's just something that I've been observing. That's good. But yeah, I do need to wear my retainers. I lost my bottom ones, I think. Or no, I still have my bottom ones, but my top one is chipped just a little. Because I think I closed my retainer case on it and it snapped a little. But hopefully it's not affecting anything. Yeah, know. well, coming from someone who's doing it another time, really take care of yours. Yeah, things because over time you're not you're gonna think it's because that's happened to me too. Like even my retainers, I lost them and I was like, whatever. And my teeth have shifted so much. And like now that I'm on my second round of ortho stuff, I'm like, oh my god, I really wish I took better care of my retainers and 
my teeth, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, let's move on because I I do feel as if we've been talking about teeth for a very long time. Oh yeah. Anyways, I don't even know how we got into that topic. Well, well, honestly, it brings us to today's conversation anyway, which is all about oversharing and how social media has made it so easy for everyone to not put their life on blast, but share things and also share things that they shouldn't be sharing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a private person, but I think that not everything has to be put on blast, you know? But obviously, it's very different for you where your actual job is to share things with other people and overshare in general. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you think you overshare? I definitely think that I share a good amount of my life compared to other people, definitely. But I do think that I keep a lot of things private also. Mm-hmm. I overshare in the aspect that I'm like, I feel like I'm sharing more of my life than like normal day-to-day people, I guess. I guess because, yeah. I mean, my job is not very normal. But, and that's kind of like how I even got this job, right? Is because I overshare the things that are happening in my life. But I do it to a certain extent. I kind of, I don't really talk about tough, like controversial things. I kind of just keep it entertaining Mm -hmm. and like showcase my life in that way. But I don't think you ever share anything that's like intimate about you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like obviously you are putting out things about yourself that people wouldn't normally put out. Like for example, the fact that you share stuff about, I don't know, a vacation, like documenting your family vacation. That's like one thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, obviously I don't do that as someone who's not an influencer, but then you're also not the type of person who shares when they're fighting with a friend or when something bad happened. Oh yeah. You do. Not for the social media public use. Well, I'm saying, well, yeah, on the podcast, you do talk about, you're like, I mean, this one friend or beefing, blah, blah. Yeah, I guess. Paula, you do. (laughs) Paula, even, even like, even if it's not for social media, like, you also talk about that stuff, even just like with me and like, or whatever. Yeah, but we're talking about oversharing on social media where on the podcast you do. Okay, yeah, on the podcast you do. Fine. On on like social media like you're not just posting on your story like I just got just done be- just got done beefing with blah blah blah. Like, okay, you don't no, no, no. Okay, okay, no, no. Okay, this is a bad example. So for example, there's these three sisters and I forget their names now. I forget I only know one of their names. Issa and Nadia and then there's another sister. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I think last year they had like a very public like fight with each other about how like two sisters were icing the other sister out, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I mean when it airing out your problems. Yeah. Someone is like actively filming a video that explains the situation and the other is like filming another video to like combat that other video and it's like a very public thing. Yeah. Like to me, that's oversharing. Like why is your (laughs) familial like stuff going out there? You know, Mm -hmm. versus like on the podcast when I'm talking about like, oh, like a friend who's being like annoying. It's like, that's normal. You know, like everyone Mm -hmm. has an annoying friend. But you like to publicly call out an individual who everyone in the world knows who is who. Yeah. I think that's like a little bit of oversharing, no? Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't like beefing at all with people. You're you're right. Yeah. Pia got into TikTok drama a few 
months ago and she just let it I will happen. never I will never bring attention to it because yeah. what is the point? I know I know my truth and I know like people just do stuff. I don't know, I know. what people do things for, but I, I was don't. in Pia's ear though telling her Post make a clap back, back video. Make a clap back. <laughs> I'm like Paula I'm not about the drama. And when I say I'm not about the drama, I actually mean I'm not about the drama. Yeah. Per. But I don't like to bring… I mean, there's certain things that I like to overshare, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, I love to overshare kind of what's happening with with my dogs. With Okay, one thing about me is I love sharing kind of like embarrassing moments of myself. Like, I love clowning myself. Okay. Yeah, like… I make a lot of funny videos and I think people like that about me because they they say that I'm so relatable because I kind of just like, sh- I share that I'm kind of, I don't know, like a normal person still. And I think sometimes people forget that influencers and like their favorite influencer, they're still just like people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love to share my embarrassing moments and things that are, I guess, not so serious. But there are things that I'm not comfortable talking about, you know? Like what? Like S-E-X. See, I can't <laughs> even say it. <laughs> say it. Come on. I don't like talking about it. And I don't like hearing people talk about it. <laughs> are you the type to close their eyes when they watch S-E-X scenes? With other people. It's just so awkward. I don't know. I think it's because like our parents are very like, sex is a sin. So for me, I don't know how you've, uh, you you can answer this after, but it's just, I've always just been so awkward about it. Like, like when my friends and stuff talk <laughs> about it, I'll, I'll like laugh and I'll like engage in the conversation, but I won't really overshare in that aspect. It's not their business. Yeah. I won't go into depth about why I don't want to talk about it, but it's just, I just don't <laughs> like talking about it. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind hearing other people talk about it either. It's just, I don't know. I just got this, I just get this stomach churning feeling. <laughs> Like you start sweating when someone in the group starts bringing up sex conversations because then someone's ultimately going to ask you about your sex. And I'm like, um, there's nothing. So don't ask me. You're like, we don't even K-I-S-S. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm dead. I'm dead. What about you? you? Are you fine? What are you comfortable oversharing? Um, I think there's a difference, right? I think I'm, I don't mind talking about things with specific people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if it's the right person, I'm like, okay, I could talk about anything. If it's the Fab Five, I'm like, yeah, I could talk about anything. But it's like, it depends on the person and what we want to talk about. Like if I feel perfectly safe where I know that the person listening to me is not going to judge me for anything that I say, mm-hmm. ignorant or not, funny or not, embarrassing or not, I'm like, I could say anything. Yeah, I agree. And something that I've noticed too is now I feel as if I don't overshare as much because I am fully aware of the impacts of social media. Mm-hmm. The internet is forever. Yeah, but growing up, we didn't know what the internet really could do, right? Like we were here on Instagram when Instagram wasn't even popular and now it's literally like a business for people. Mm-hmm. But Snapchat, back in the day, oh my lord, the amount of things <laughs> that I was oversharing. hmm Literally drinking, like I'm pretty sure I had a video of me making out with someone and I was like, what? (laughs) 
why did I send that? Why did I like no Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, you know what's so funny? Like sometimes my college friends and stuff will send me random Snapchat memories from like 2017 and stuff like that, a long time ago. And I would be like rolling on the floor, so drunk, leaving a house party. And I would post those things on my story. And like we would, my friends and I would just post those things on my story. And like it was funny back then. But now like it literally happened recently too. <laughs> One of my college friends sent me like this funny video of us literally like screaming and rolling around in the, on the floor at Rutgers. And I was just like, I was laughing, but I was also like, oh my God, so cringy. Like, why was I doing like, okay, yeah, I get it. I was getting like having fun and getting drunk with my friends. But but like, why, why did, I film did that? we post it? And why were we filming that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. for real. I feel like that was the time in my life where I was oversharing so much because I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, but it wasn't. Now that I'm like five years older, I'm like looking back at it and I'm just like, what the heck? I think something that really comes to mind too is like, you know, sometimes when you got to go, you got to go, right? Especially when mm-hmm. you're like walking home from a party. I don't know. I needed to go so badly and I was like, I'm just going to pop a squat into this tree. Oh yeah. I'm sure lots of people can relate. Yeah. And you know, there's one photo of me, like you can't see anything, but you can obviously see that like I'm peeing outside. And I'm like, that's terrible. That is so embarrassing. That's illegal. Hold on, do you remember Italy? What? Do you remember Italy? No, what happened in Italy? Oh, you're the one who took a, when when we were leaving the bar. Oh. <laughs> I took one of you. <laughs> yeah, I did it over a, like a sewer. <laughs> oh my god, we were literally in the middle of the streets of Italy at two a.m. and I had to go so bad, and we had a we had a long walk back to the Airbnb where we were staying at. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So like, you know how there's those sewers, like the little holes of the sewers, like on the sides of the road. <laughs> I just literally just like popped a squat and pissed over the sewer. And I shared that with everyone on Snapchat. <laughs> and But that's the thing too. We all thought it was fine. Like obviously, yeah. you knew that I was sending it to our friends. Yeah. But one, why did I do that? Why did you let me? Why was that normalized? And wh- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think that there's levels of oversharing as you grow up, you know, I mean, I definitely feel like I keep a lot of things more private now than I did before. Mm-hmm. And also that's just kind of something you learn over time too. Cause you don't, I mean, when you're young and you don't really know what's the right or wrong thing to say, that's kind of why, I don't know, some, there's a lot of influencers that get canceled because of things that they've done mm-hmm. when they were younger, you know, because they, they were just not educated. They didn't know any better or, or something or both, you know, and they just didn't know how to keep things to themselves. I mean, I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. Yeah. I think that's why now it's just so funny to think about because so much of what I shared when I was in college and like younger, I'm like, why was I doing yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Something that I don't really talk about to others, unless it's something that's really bothering me is my relationship. And I think that's why everyone always thinks that like me and Jordan are always happy. Like nothing goes on. I think him and I do a really good job of dealing with it ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you listen to our past episode, sometimes I can be petty and I will talk about that stuff on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or with our like direct group of friends. 
But even then, it's like I talk about relationship problems very, very little. And like to say that like Jordan and I never ever fight is a lie. Mm-hmm. We literally fought this morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was late to the podcast. <laughs> See? Nice. He wouldn't do the dishes. And I cooked breakfast. Yeah. That's false. He said he 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 was going to do the dishes, but I made a comment that I was like, oh, like, can you do the dishes? And he was like, I thought you were doing the dishes. And then I got mad because I was like, you're not being funny. Even though he only said that to be sarcastic and funny. But I was like, I'm really tired of you being sarcastic all the time. And then it just snowballed. <laughs> yeah. And then we started yelling at each other. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's just like, you're yeah. not, you don't have to be funny all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to make a joke when I'm just saying, if you could wash the dishes, why is it a joke? Mm-hmm. Why is the response always a joke? Yeah. You know, there are people out there that just love to overshare. Um, and I think there's like a lot of influencers out there that, do overshare because I mean this is kind of like people follow them to know more about their lives and mm-hmm. that you know like for instance Ken Yurik she's so unhinged and she just shares whatever she's feeling mm. and I feel like a lot of people admire that about her because she's so she's like an open book yeah and a lot of like what she does on her social media too is just like talking and just like sharing about her life like I think one of her things that people know about is how she like shit herself or something. I don't know. Something like that. And she just like shares those kinds of things that are… I personally… I don't know. I don't feel as comfortable as uh, to say those things. But you know that's just like, how some people like love to do. They love to overshare. So… Yeah. I think it's also about like confidence and self-consciousness, right? Like for her, she probably doesn't get embarrassed talking about pooping her pants. Yeah. Versus you and I obviously would. And there's some people who like call her daddy, right? Where Alex Cooper is sharing all about SEX. Mm -hmm. And she's not embarrassed by it. It's not something that makes her uncomfortable. And so certain people can talk about it. Uh And that's why they're like, okay, I don't feel bad oversharing that. Or they don't even think it's oversharing, right? Because to them, it's like, okay, it is what it is. Like I don't, feel any regret sharing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think oversharing only applies when you regret something that you've said or when you feel embarrassed by sharing something that you maybe shouldn't have mm-hmm. or self-conscious, you know? Like sometimes to me, when I meet new people, I'll like overcompensate. Like I'm like kind of like you, but not like you where I'm like, I'll like make fun of myself to seem more personable and like the happy-go-lucky gal. But like, Mm -hmm. whereas you actually don't feel embarrassed, like I'm like embarrassed. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I overshared that. Like I didn't need to say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I feel like I'm oversharing when I am regretful of what I said because one, like I didn't have to say it. Uh You know, I didn't have to embarrass myself to feel relatable to someone. Yeah. I feel like when I overshare, I am just trying to i guess fill this the silence you know <laughs> like sometimes yeah. cuz for me honestly i like hearing other people talk about themselves and sometimes if they're not really like talking about themselves or yeah. talking i will just not stop talking <laughs> and just like i of will course. just think of just random things in my mind and i'll just start spewing random shit and 
sometimes I'm like, why did I just say that? I don't even, so, you know, sometimes I, I sometimes I'll even give like lies. Like I, I don't even know why I lied about something because <laughs> I don't know. It's, I find myself doing that in awkward situations where I'm like, well, I'm stuck with this person. I'm like talking to them or like whatever. And like, they'll say something and I'll be like, oh my God, I did that too. I, and I never have done anything like it or something. <laughs> just to keep the conversation going. You know? You're like anxious about the silence. Yeah. <laughs> You're anxious about the lack of conversation. Yeah. That's why I hate I hate small talk. I hate small talk. Well, small talk is only small talk because the other person doesn't really contribute to making it a meaningful conversation. Yeah. So one, if small talk is happening when you're actively trying to avoid it, it's because the other person doesn't know how to speak <laughs> or hold a conversation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even me too, I don't really know how to like transition from small talk into not small talk sometimes when it's just like small talk just being sent back and forth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I do find myself like oversharing when I get nervous or anxious or no one's speaking. What I will <laughs> say though is sometimes I can be judgy and judge people who are oversharing topics that I'm like, mm, you could really could have just kept that off the internet. And it's most likely like the very controversial things, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then there are other times where I'm like, thank you for sharing stuff like that. And most recently, obviously we cannot relate to this, but people who are having kids and like have postpartum depression and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like, they are coming from a really vulnerable place and like speaking about their experience and like personal examples of them in this situation and sharing it with the world. Yeah. Because they want to make other people feel as if they're being seen, they're being heard, that they're part of a community. And I think that's really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there are ways that we can share things to be educational and informative. And then when I get to the area of like, okay, like, this is just causing drama to cause drama. Yeah. Obviously, there's a part of me, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, that's like, oh, I love the drama. Like, here I am stirring the pot. Let's hear it. Yeah. Like, I want to know exactly what's happening, especially when it comes to, like, celebrities and relationships. Mm-hmm. But I cannot ever picture myself being that type of person who does that myself, mm-hmm. you know? So does that count me as a hypocrite? Um, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> No, but me and the rest of the world. No, I do. I I have to say. I mean, I agree with you. I I feel like I'm the same way too because I do love hearing the tea. I love hearing the tea, but yeah, I mean, I think that's just normal. Sometimes it gets messy. Yeah, I guess when it gets messy, I'm like, this should have just stayed in. Yeah, that's true. Actually, when it starts getting bad, it's like, oh my god, you keep it to yourself. But when it's like a little bit juicy, you're like, yeah, can you give me more? Like, I want to know. Like, this is the best example I can think of right now on the spot: the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner example. Yeah, of their marriage. You know, we were eating that up though for a few for a few days. You, me, Jasmine, yeah. Anna, Julie were sending articles, TikToks, videos, images back and forth. Yeah. Just to find out everything that was happening. And then it got sad, honestly. I know. And then I felt so bad. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, you guys shouldn't have put this on social media. Even though like literally a few days ago, we're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I know, we were enabling it. And then we let the idea of them sharing these intimate things about themselves like be a headline, you know? Yeah. Like we were like, that's news. We were privy to that information. We need to know. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't really need to know. Yeah. I give a lot of like props to people who are able to kind of talk about things like how you mentioned before about 
hardships that they're going through and things like that because that type of oversharing helps other people. You know, it's not to say that I haven't gone through hard things and battles in my own life. I just actually, honestly, I haven't really shared that part of my life too much. I mean, I've like, maybe I've touched on it a little bit of just like kind of like things that I've gone through, but I don't think I've really ever Mm -hmm. gone into depth about what kind of like, I guess the serious things that goes on in my life, because of course I want to keep like a positive platform and I kind of want to be like an escape for people who are going through things. But I don't know. I admire those people who like talk about their anxieties, their depression. Like some people heal that way too. Yeah. Like they heal from speaking out and talking about it with other people. And then there are other people kind of like you and me where we deal with things better in silos or in closed groups, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't think everything needs to be public. And again, I think it's a fine line, especially in your role, right? Where you're being as authentic as possible, but also you're not oversharing intimate details about yourself that you don't feel comfortable talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to be talking about like a very specific situation that you're going through just because naturally you document parts of your life. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to understand is that like, you can share things, but ultimately at the end of the day, like you are deciding what is most comfortable Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. I'll definitely... I'm going through something right now. (laughs) Well, Paula knows, but I'll talk about it later (laughs) when I figure it out. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Wait, what is it? Paula, the the thing that I I keep asking you about, like if you got something. Oh, oh, in my email. Yeah, yeah, In my email. Yeah. Anyways, I'll talk about it later when I get results. (laughs) (laughs) I'm deceased. Okay. She loves to be an educated queen first before she goes out there and speaks publicly about things. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Something that I did want to bring up too is trauma dumping. Mm -hmm. So like we said earlier, sometimes other people cope by sharing their grievances, the things that they're going through, especially when they're tough with other people. But Something that I have had to deal with myself is realizing when someone is looking for help and when someone is trauma dumping on you. Mm -hmm. And as the someone who always gets trauma dumped on, especially as a cancer, for me, trauma dumping and I don't go hand in hand because I tend to internalize Mm -hmm. everything. I'm an empath. I will feel whatever someone else is feeling. I will make their problems my problems. And I don't think that's healthy for people like me because suddenly someone's problem is your problem and I don't know how to not make it not my problem. Mm -hmm. Okay, but for me, I kind of love it when people trauma dump to me for some reason. See, that's exactly that's why I brought this up because I do think that you love hearing about everyone's problems (laughs) and you love being a Dr. Phil because I think, don't take this the wrong way, but you can turn it off. Like you can just be like, okay, I don't have to think about it anymore. Their problem is their problem. Yeah. You know, like once you're done the session where they're talking about their problems to you, Mm -hmm. you go to sleep like, okay, not my problem. Like they'll figure it out on their own, you know, versus me. If someone's telling me that they're having a hard time, I'm like, I have to solve this for them (laughs) until it's solved for them. It's not solved for me. Might be the old eldest child in you. Yeah, we're messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love when people kind of like 
ask me for advice or like tell me the how I was saying like, I love when people just like t- tell me their problems for some reason um and I love giving people advice and kind of like helping them through it and then once we're done talking about it it's like I don't even think about it until they bring it up again and I'm like all right let's talk about it you know yeah see I wish that's something I'm trying to train myself in more mm-hmm. so that I am more helpful because I also want people to come to me and ask me for advice and let's get this straight. Like I don't ever tell someone not to come to me for advice, mm-hmm. but I try to limit the amount of instances where someone is like coming to me with their problems. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's especially hard too when I'm someone who doesn't really share my own problems with other people. Mm-hmm. So if they catch me at a bad day where I'm like, I'm going through some stuff myself and I haven't had a moment to like really think about it or like, you know, for me, it's just being pent up inside Mm -hmm. and I need release. And then someone comes to me with their problems. I'm like, you're causing me problems by telling me your problems. Yeah. And it's just a snowball effect where I'm just like, everything's a problem. (laughs) I don't know if that's very niche. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I don't think I'm alone in this sentiment where it's just like, as someone who cares too much about everything, I want to be there for other people, but I have noticed that I am not making it healthy for myself yeah. to be able to take on other people's problems. Yeah. So then I'm useless. <laughs> no, I think that's a good kind of like boundary to set with yourself, you know, because for me, even sometimes I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity to take this uh, oversharing right now, but I don't really know how to say no. So that's something I'm working on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's always the trauma dumping though. I think trauma dumping is an extreme type of oversharing. Like if someone's like, oh, like this boy didn't text me back. Like, yeah, obviously I'm I'm there and I can compartmentalize that. But when it's things like, I don't know, when it's more serious conversations like family dynamics, like depression, anxiety, uh-huh. that's where I'm like, okay, like I feel all of these too. Like, yeah, how do we deal? <laughs> <laughs> it can be hard. It can be hard to kind of navigate someone else through deep, Things like that. But yeah, again, I think there's there's two different, I guess there's a spectrum of the oversharing, you know, where it goes mm-hmm. from like oversharing little details and then actual trauma dumping. But do you think that you, if someone asked you, like, do you think you overshare? Would you say yes or no? Uh, I think easy answer is yes, I do overshare. Mm-hmm. And that if you ask me something, I'd share it with you. But I guess, again, it depends on who's asking. Like, if you were asking me this, like, yeah, I'd definitely overshare when it comes to you. Okay, like strangers. Like, just people you just, like, met. (sighs) No. Okay. No, because I think I'm very good at small talk. So I could talk about non-personal things with other people and hold a conversation. Like, for example, I'll be in Philly right now at a bar talking to random strangers, and I can have an hour-long conversation about them, about the Phillies and how they're doing in playoffs. Yeah. You know, and I never have to go into depth about like yourself or Yeah. 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 So to strangers, no, I'm not an oversharer. I'm a conversationalist. Oh, that's a good one. I think accidental oversharing only happens when you're overcompensating for something. Like, for example, like you're overcompensating for a lack in conversation. So you Mm -hmm. tend to overshare because you don't know what else to say. And honestly, like oversharing is a result of anxiety in a situation too. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, kind of like when you're at sleepovers too and like in high school, especially when you're sleepovers with friends or when you meet girls for the first time at a party and you want to make friends, Mm -hmm. like you tend to overshare things because you want to like let them know things about yourself that they can relate to so that your relationship is like fast-tracked. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like I kind of do overshare, especially when like I meet people for the first time, especially like if they like like my videos or something or they say that they've been following me for a while. I feel like, oh, then they, they must know me already. So I just like literally tell them random shit about myself. Well, <laughs> oh, that's the difference, right? I feel like you have to naturally overshare or like you naturally end up oversharing because people are actually interested in you. Like strangers, they'll notice that like, you're an influencer or they have this inkling that you are a creator, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a dream job for people that they're naturally going to keep asking you questions about you. Mm-hmm. Versus like, if I meet a stranger, like they're not really going to ask me questions about myself unless they're trying to hit on me, you know? Yeah. Like it's just like good vibes. Like I'm meeting strangers for like good vibes and like you're meeting strangers for like, I don't know, they, they want something out of you. Mm-hmm. They want to learn more about you. Yeah. No, because I was gonna, I was thinking to myself, I was like, no, I don't really overshare. But then I start, then I started thinking about when I meet people, and if especially if they say that they've been watching me for a long time or like whatever, I'm like, oh my god, they're like my friend already. So I just start just telling them, oh yeah, I'm over here doing this, blah blah for this, blah blah. I'm like. And then sometimes, honestly, afterwards, I'm like, why did I just say all that? I don't know why I said all those things. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I do overshare. But yeah, it happens. Like I said, and with all things, I feel like we've just said in this podcast in general, everything's good in moderation. I think there's a way to be relatable and authentic mm-hmm. without oversharing. And so just a few things to keep in mind when you are meeting people for the first time or you're in large settings or even just in general. Mm-hmm. Like make sure like you read the room. Especially if you're like someone who like tends to overshare and you're just like anything and, and everything is fair game that you could say. Like read the room. Like some things like, you know, maybe it's not the time to be trauma dumping at a friend's cocktail party or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And this is something that I've noticed too is that if someone's having a conversation with me, I tend to speak really, really fast. And I think because I'm speaking really fast, anything that is in my brain will literally come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of pausing and thinking before you respond really comes into play here. Yeah. Like every time our kindergarten teachers have told us like, think before you say something. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what you need to do to stop oversharing. <laughs> no, I think that's good advice because sometimes I need to listen to that too. Just like, just take a second to think about what you're about to say and take a second mm-hmm. before you start just like sharing every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, also another thing is to just kind of realize that also there's, like how you're saying, there's time and place and there's the right people that you should be going to for certain things, Mm -hmm. you know? If you feel as if words are going to start coming out of your mouth that you're like, I'm going to regret saying this, go text your BFFs who you know you can speak about things and not be judged about. Does that make sense? Like just find the real ones who aren't going to say anything understand who you are. Yeah. That's it. I think oversharing can be fun. And like, (laughs) but also just be careful about what you overshare because, you know, and especially on the internet, y'all. Especially on the internet. Okay, the internet is forever. So just, you know, think twice. Pause before responding to things. Also take with a grain of salt what is being put out there on the internet too. Oh yeah. Because like I said, there's some crazy, crazy people out there that are putting out a lot of like Neg- bad information, vibes. bad vibes. Yeah. Just like things that are just like, was that really necessary in my head that I react 
in that way. But Mm -hmm. we are in a culture of oversharing. That's just where we are now. You can literally gain access to anything instantaneously through the click of your phone. Mm -hmm. But sometimes some things are meant to be offline or meant to be kept to oneself. Just like (laughs) intrusive thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like this episode because I feel like I also learned some stuff about Even just for me, I'm like, I need to like learn to just not share random shit to strangers all the time. I need to do that, but let's see. Yeah, everyone, just take five minutes today to be mute. Yeah. So that you could just, just really think be about. Be introspective. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome back to another What Are You Second Guessing segment. This is a safe space for us to discuss any feelings, reactions, or situations that we or you might be second guessing. If you've never been here before, this is a chance for you guys to share any thoughts, reactions, or feelings that you guys have been dealing with. You can call us at 512-827-8730 to leave us a voicemail, or you can send us an email at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com. All right, let's get into our what are you second guessing segment. Hi guys, I was wondering if you could share any thoughts or advice on going into a long distance relationship and how to handle that. I'm moving away for grad school. Okay, do you want to start first since your relationship literally started as an LDR? Yes, okay. Honestly, I tell people, I'm like, if you could do long distance, you can do anything because that shit is hard. I have to say, (laughs) but I do feel like it strengthened like the communication and just kind of like, okay, do I really want to be with this person? We could literally just not text each other and not call each other and we'll never see each other again. You know, it could be that easy to just kind of fall off the map with this person. So I do feel like it kind of strengthens your connection with someone because that's really the only thing you can bank on is your emotional connection with somebody because there's it's not like you're seeing them but my advice would be to just continue to do you I think one thing that I really appreciated about long distance is that I was able to still be very independent and I, I got to focus on my own things while also navigating a relationship you know because I'm I like to think that I honestly I'm pretty codependent when it comes to relationships and now after like that long distance I feel like I learned to be way more, I guess, independent with myself and figure out, okay, what is it that I want and work on my communication skills. But yeah, I think one of my biggest advice with long distance is just like to literally just do you. Focus on yourself. Do your own thing. That's what I love about a long distance relationship, to be honest. I think long distance only works when you are comfortable being alone. It's the only time where you really have to be comfortable being happy when you're apart. Because most of the time, Mm -hmm. you are apart, you know? And I can't speak from experience. I've never really done long distance. I would say the longest distance that Jordan and I ever did was when he lived in Philly and I lived in New York and it was like a three-hour drive. Yeah. But even then, I know that is like pathetic compared to the people who do like states away long distance, hours away long distance. But... I've noticed from my friends and from people who have been in long distance relationships that the ones who have the most successful type of long distance relationships are the ones who fill their time and are happy not being together. Because yeah, it is sad not being with your partner all the time. It is sad that you just don't get to see them any time of the week that you want, Mm -hmm. but you can't let 
that dictate your relationship, you know, because then you just set yourself up for failure. You can't change anything about the fact that you're long distance. Yeah. So you have to change your perspective on long distance where it's like, okay, I'm happy that I have my time apart. I'm happier when we're together. I'd rather be together and feel this way than not be in a relationship in general. Yeah. I think that's good advice. It's good, Paula. For someone who didn't really do long distance, it's good. Thanks. (laughs) I feel like I could do long distance, but I'm also very happy aware that like, I don't want to, unless it's like, (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? Unless it's like the right person and like me and Jordan never had to have experienced that, you know, and him and I have Mm -hmm. had conversations where it's like, we wouldn't ever want to put ourselves in a long distance relationship anyway. Like one of us is willing to make the sacrifice to be together. Yeah. And that's a privilege. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, guys, long distance, if you can make it work, like you can, like, what do they call it? Home free? Home stretch? You're, I, think I don't know. Free. This is like the not my monkeys, not my circus problem again. Yeah. <laughs> Stop asking I me. I still think about that, like, here and there. I'm like, why did she, what? what? <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny, but yeah, anyways, that's our advice for long distance. Uh, girly, if you can get through it you can get through anything I personally think so go forth a trooper so thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode we will see you guys next week bye bye bye